Hello and beautiful day to you, my friends. Welcome to Being Witchy, where I talk about how anyone can be a witch, do witchcraft on a budget, and help you connect with what may work for you. I'm your witchy host, Michelle Lorraine, and as always, I am very grateful for your listenership and spending this time with me. Just a friendly reminder that being a witch is not a bad thing. Did you know that the term witch comes from an old Saxon word meaning wise? It's true, it means wise. Witches have always sought higher knowledge and then using that knowledge to exercise help and healing toward others. When the Christian church took over, they made witches out to be bad so that people would shun them and then look to the church for guidance instead. So just remember, witches are not as bad as you may think. With each episode, I like to give you a daily tarot reading, provide a journal and meditation prompt, and talk about a tool of the practice. I encourage you to take notes, but if you'd like to just listen, I'll be providing my podcast notes on my website at potionsandparchment.com. I realize I haven't done this yet, but I'm going to do it very soon, I promise. Speaking of which, I'd like to take a moment to say thank you to my current set of listeners. At this point, I want to thank you for being patient with me. As I work on this new podcast to achieve a consistently timed production and work on offerings on my website, I'm ironing out a few little kinks along the way to see what's best to ensure a daily consistent output of new episodes and how to make sure that I provide some offerings that you'll enjoy. Rest assured that you are super important to me. I have met so many people who are finding great emotional healing and working through some really hard stuff in their lives by finding this path. While I don't mean to discount the church, it's not for everyone. And so a lot of people are looking something for that's really speaks to them that's unique and different and allows a little bit more freedom in the kinds of things that they want to spiritually connect with. So I hope that you're enjoying this so far. Stay with me as I work on making this the best possible podcast experience for you. Today is October 21st, 2021. I've pulled the Ace of Cup card for our guidance. The Ace of Cups tells us a couple of different things depending on what you're going through in your life. Of course, isn't that always the case? But it's kind of a fill your cup or drain your cup kind of card. Something from a different direction is coming your way. You may have to consider whether you've worn out a particular path and it's time to end it, or if something is starting up and it's time to put your cup in front of it and have that new change and that new thing fill your cup. It also tells us to focus on the relationships that are giving the most reciprocation right now and let go of the ones that have drained you completely. Most of all, don't be afraid of change and take stock of all the good things associated with upcoming changes. Let those changes be your guide. While you may miss the old ways of doing things, This one is going to help you in the long run, especially if it involves emotional and spiritual healing. When it comes to love, this card has a light and shadow reading to it. 
If you are in a growth or contented phase of your relationship, you may be rewarded with an abundance of feelings of extra love toward your partner. Take advantage of that. If someone new is entering the picture and you've thoroughly evaluated any red flags, go ahead and give into the joy of that new relationship and the abundance of the attention. The shadow side of this love aspect tells us that if a relationship has just been struggling for too, too long, it's time to have a conversation with your partner, perhaps a very serious one, and ask each other if it's considering it's time to consider freeing up to find happiness. Remember that you do not have to be stuck in a relationship that isn't working. You do deserve to feel peace and contentment with who you choose to live with. Of course, don't be opposed to repair and healing, but recognize when you've done everything you can. It's now time to discuss finances. The Ace of Cups reminds us that we need to be really careful with spending right now. You may have heard the elders in your life say something like, make do with what you have. And today they're quite right. If you are creating something, look through your storage to see what materials you might have on hand that can be repurposed into the thing that you're trying to create. And ask yourself if you really need a new container or can you upcycle something that you can add your creative spin to it or something along those lines. It can be a really rewarding and fun way to both save money and end up with a result that gives you a lot of satisfaction. Continue to be patient as you seek other ways to earn income. Sometimes job searching is like practicing basketball and the odds get better and better to make a shot when you practice more often. So keep practicing frequently and ask for feedback from those that are willing to provide it. Don't be surprised if honesty stings a little, but it's better to know than not know. Be grateful for the feedback and improve your game. Within your job or career, the Ace of Cups tells us that there is a big change afoot. Change can seem pretty scary sometimes and our instincts tell us to keep the status quo. But to be honest, our lives are never standing in one place. And when it comes to careers, this is especially true. Your best approach will be to embrace any change with an open mind. Change can be really good for us to keep our skills sharp and updated for our resumes or for other opportunities in the future. It's also good if you've discovered that maybe you're a little burnt out on your current task and a new one will spiritually and mentally recharge you. A new task or new opportunity is also a great way to meet new people. It's also a great way to find out more about what interests you. And as a result, it keeps your brain and your body sharp and healthy. So don't get lost in the change that you forget to take care of yourself and realize the benefits of it. A simple walk and a little more water during the day plus a good night's rest will do wonders for your energy to embrace the change. With regards to our family, there is a sweet tenderness in the closeness that we find with certain members. It might be time to make a visit to a relative you haven't seen in a while or send a card letting them know that they're on your mind. 
If it's someone closer to you, spend time with them, really connect. You'll love that tender, those tender moments and you'll love hearing back from your relative and take comfort in that connection, which is so good for your heart and mind. If you have any family members that are pulling on you repetitively, perhaps leaving you a bit exhausted, consider establishing some boundaries or at least some balance. Enlist the help of other family members or take a step back for a bit and decide which battles you really need to engage in. Some of them are not worth taking on. You can restore your own peace by just nodding your head, avoiding the arguments, and then going home for a nice cup of tea. Keep your sanity intact. It's okay to still love your family members and also take a break. Next, I'd like to give you a journal prompt for the day. If you have a notebook, you may want to write these down, or you can use an app on your device, or you can just listen and use this as your meditation prompt. Here are three questions to ponder upon. The first one is, what are some areas of your life that need healing? Is it spiritual or emotional healing? Relationship healing? Maybe some mind and body healing may be needed due to stress. Consider what healing is needed, as that will help you determine next steps to take to see what you may have been putting on the back burner in terms of self-care. Number two, would you be open to a change in your life? If so, what change do you most want that you might have been afraid of? Then ask yourself, would that change be good for you in the long run? The third question is, what emotional repair might be needed right now? How are you feeling about the things that may be related to the past? Is there a way to separate past feelings about something in order to reset for the current thing? You know, one of the hardest things, and I struggle with this myself sometimes, is that we tend to apply our emotions from past experience onto the new one, when it might not be fair to do so. If you think about it, those elements weren't really a part of our past, so we have to give them a fair chance. We could be shortchanging ourselves for good things to come if we keep conjuring up that old past. Do your best to reset and give the new things a chance. All right, now I'd like to pick up on where I left off the other day and talk about the tool of the practice. Timing your spell work with moon phases, or what others like to call lunar magic. So far I discussed the waxing moon phases, and last night was the full moon. Did you do anything fun with that? Many witches were putting their water and tools out in the moonlight to gather energy. They were setting powerful intentions for the coming month, and rejoicing in the chance for new beginnings. We haven't talked about astrology yet, but many were discussing the Mercur Mercury, if I can say that correctly, <laughs> Mercury retrograde, uh, which was just here for a couple of weeks and then just ended. Many witches considered that a time of rough luck and are really happy to be out of that time period. But let's get back to the moon. If you remember during the last episode, I listed the eight phases of the moon. Let's review what those are. 
The first one is the new moon or the dark moon when the moon is getting totally dark and sitting in between the earth and the sun. The next one is the waxing crescent. That of course is the crescent shape of the moon that is getting into the growing bigger phase. And then the first quarter. It's interesting to hear the word quarter and not think of something that's one fourth of something, but it's actually meaning the half moon. And of course the first quarter is in the getting bigger phase. Then we talked about the waxing gibbous moon. This moon is more than half, but not quite a full moon. And it's also in the getting bigger phase. And then of course the full moon. And that's where we left off in the last episode. And so what I'll talk about next are the remaining phases. The sixth phase, the waning gibbous moon, same as the waxing gibbous, but it's in the getting smaller phase. The last quarter moon or half moon in this getting smaller phase. And then the last one, number eight, the waning crescent. The crescent shape that's just before the new moon again. All right, let's talk about the waning gibbous for a minute. The waning gibbous moon appears from day three after the full moon until about day seven after the full moon. As it is going down or getting smaller or getting less in appearance, this moon is associated with some good work for letting go of things that aren't helping, doing some banishing of harmful things, eliminating that which does not serve us and doing some detoxification of things from all areas of our lives. These might be things associated with the endings of relationships, the reduction of stress, the healing of illness, or doing some work on low feelings we may be struggling with at this time. This is also considered a good time for protection and cleansing, especially after having cast some powerful spells during the new moon. Witches always feel like the best way for your spells to work is to do some protection afterwards. So for the waning gibbous, any spells cast during this phase, witches tend to do the following. Spells that are for banishment, detoxification, cleansing, and protection. Here's a spell to banish gossip. If you are in a situation where you feel like others may be talking ill of you, or you feel like you know a certain person is talking ill of you, this is the kind of spell that some witches perform to remove that gossip from their lives and mitigate any damage to their reputation. So here are a couple of things that you may want to try gathering in order to do this spell. Bay leaves. Bay leaves are usually in your spice cabinet. You can take out a bay leaf or two and put the gossiper's name written on it. Uh, It may not be a person's name. It could be any person doing it. You could write that down. And then cloves are considered a banishing spice. And you may want to place those around some small black candles or pillar a black pillar candle if you don't have any black candles you can use a white candle and then obsidian crystals or stones painted black are added to the altar and then you could use this chant this bay leaf represents the tongue of person's name or audience 
I bind your words of slander and curse, as you use my name to cause me shame. May others see you with disdain when gossiped words are said in vain. May your mind and mouth be free, free of thought and stupid stare. Not a single word goes in the air. Gossip stopped. Stop today. You cannot harm me in any way. I bind this with fire, spirit, earth, and air. Harm or suffering will not come to any personal person, animal, or thing. This is my will, so shall it be. Okay, so once you say that, then you add the bay leaf, cloves, and the black stone or obsidian to a container of water. Maybe put a lid on it or some foil on top of it and then put it in your freezer. And this halts or freezes the gossip. Keep, the, keep this in the freezer until such a time that you don't feel like you would be threatened by the gossip anymore. And then dispose of the contents very far away from where you live. Okay, so if you've never done a spell before, that might seem kind of strange. But if you think of it this way, a spell is just another word for a prayer. And if you've ever been to a church, there's certainly an altar up front where people kneel their, kneel down and pray. So again, this is just a different spiritual path. And a spell is really an intention or prayer uses a little bit more materials, but you kind of get to work with the materials a little bit more. Whereas if you are coming from a different spiritual path, the leader had been worked with all of the materials with a little, you know, incense burner and the water and the juice and, um, you know, leaves and ashes and things like that. So now you get to work with them. Okay, next I'd like to talk about the last quarter moon. And remember, it's kind of strange, but we need to associate the word quarter related to the moon with half. The last quarter moon is the half moon that is in the getting smaller phase or waning phase. It appears from day seven after the full moon until day 10. This quarter is considered a time of rest and reset. Removing yourself from harmful or draining situations is the focus of this time. You can continue on with banishing spells. Banishing spells can be repeated or you can add new ones at this time, especially as witches may have endured harm and might really wish for it to cease and end and go away, such as a string of bad luck. It might be a good time to tell any spirit or energy that it's not helpful that they are not invited to taunt and make things difficult. You know, we do a lot of protection against harmful things, but you can do some protection against things that are just not helpful. Sometimes even previous ancestors, if you talk to them, who you feel like are just observing and not helping, maybe you can ask them to sit these things out. Now, another thing that witches do during this time are karmic justice spells. Now, I will want to add a word about them here. Depending on what camp you're in, many witches believe these are okay to do as a mechanism of self-defense. Others warn that these are to be avoided as they might come with consequences. I don't want to press my personal approach on anyone, but for me, I'm a little careful with this type of work. 
I tend to make my intentions as least harmful as possible and maybe say things like, let the truth come to light and then let the energy work that out however it may. So spells that can be done during the last quarter are spells to get rid of bad habits, banish negative, I'm sorry, harmful things out of your life, detox the body. Maybe this is even a good time to start adding more clean foods and healthy foods to your diet and drinking more fluids. Spells to reconsider any friendships or connections that don't feel beneficial anymore. And here's another spell you could do something called a cord cutting spell. These are very popular to do among many witches. A simple one you could do is to take a white candle and a cord, such as a yarn, string, ribbon, or any type of cord will do, maybe about um, 12 inches long or a foot long, and some scissors, and that can be optional. You may want to burn your cord in the middle rather than cut it, but it depends on your choice. And then as you hold the cord, meditate on what you are releasing. You could say that this cord represents my relationship with this thing or person. And then say, I release this energy from myself. I remove and cut this cord for my greater good. I forgive and set myself free. Harm or suffering shall not come to any person, animal, or thing. This is my will, so shall it be. Okay, so then after you say that, you would cut the cord with scissors, or if you don't want to use scissors, you can burn the cord in the middle. Again, be very careful with fire and safety. You don't want to have anything that has chemical on it that can burn and catch fire. And after that cord comes apart in the middle, let the candle burn through and then throw the cord away. If you don't have any kind of cord or yarn or string of any type, another thing you can do is use a stick or a twig and break it with your hands or break it on your knee. Anything that's representational of breaking something in half, letting go and separating yourself from something that's not doing you any good. Okay, the last moon phase, the waning crescent. I always think that crescent moons are just so pretty. That beautiful crescent shape is just adorable. In this phase, it's the, it appears about the 10th day after the full moon and then goes on until the new moon. I can't help but think of the story Goodnight Moon when I think of this particular moon phase, especially since it's a time of closure and reflection. It indicates the conclusion of things, the conclusion of work, including spells performed, and it's a great time to do gratitude work. If you have any deities that you regard, now is the time to spend with them or speak to your helpful spirits and ancestors. If you call upon angels, you could talk to them as well and thank them for their energy in helping you achieve your goals. Thank them for the love and request for continued guidance and forgiveness of imperfections as we move on and continue to learn and grow ourselves. You can also spend this time drinking a little of the moon water you made if you did that and using that as a gratitude for who you are and your place in the world. You have to be grateful for you 
and your uniqueness as part of your self-care and love. So for the waning crescent moon, some spells that can be performed during this time are relaxation, peacefulness and tranquility, and an abundance of gratitude. I found this spell on a blog by Adrian Marie Brown, and I really love it. And I think it's a great one to do for some gratitude work. This is a spell for gratitude for someone doing social justice or environmental work. So what you would gather would be a nice piece of paper, something really pretty or nice that you have, maybe even a card, and then write that person's name on it. Add a white candle or pink candle to your altar. Then add something like flowers, fresh leaves, or something really pleasant, such as an aromatic spice or a sugar or a spoon of honey. Something really sweet and lovely. Meditate on your gratitude for that person and what their work means to you. Then you can say, Person's name. You are a miracle walking. I greet you with wonder in a world which seeks to own your joy and your imagination, and you have chosen to be free every day as a practice. I can never know the struggles you went through to get here, but I know you have swum upstream and at times it has been lonely. I want to send this message to you that I honor the choices you made in solitude and I honor the work you've done to belong. I honor your commitment to that which is larger than yourself and your journey. To love the particular container of life that is you. You are enough. Your work is enough. You are needed. Your work is sacred. You are here and I am so grateful. And then after you say that, you can actually send that as a letter to the person that you admire, or you can make a donation to a campaign that they're working on, or do something that honors them in some way. If you know them personally, maybe call them up on the phone, send a message, engage them. But a great way to end that spell would be to um, close it out with a message to them in some way. And speaking of closing, I just want to say that I am grateful for you. Now that we've talked about all of the phases of the moon and the intention work that you can create with it each phase, I hope it's given you something and some insight into your journey on this path. Maybe with an extra special way to connect to nature and the always beautiful light of the moon that we all admire. Don't feel pressured though to do things at certain times of the moon. This is just another tool and something that some witches use. Ultimately, do what you feel called to do when you feel called to do it. Some witches don't even use the moon phases at all and that's okay too. This path is as unique as you are and you are loved and welcomed as you are. Let me know what you think by sending an email to me at michellelorraine at beingwitchy.com or go to my website, potionsandparchment.com, and add comments to my blog if you like. If you'd like to receive more information on new things to come, be sure to add your email in the subscription button. Thank you again for listening, and have a beautiful, wonderful day of good things for you and those you love. <music>